You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. It's a big world out there, and you're just looking for a pat on the back or head. You run around the city, searching for a place to bark, working your tail off with your nose to the ground, sniffing for a few scraps, hoping someone will throw you a bone. You take each lead, collar after collar, hoping one day to take a bite out of success and become the top dog. Fortunately, you come home each day to open arms, open cans, a drink waiting for you, and a comfortable place in front of the TV set. You know you've got it good, really good, because after all, it's a doggy dog world out there. Pet Life Radio presents It's a Doggy Dog World with your host, pet expert, and award-winning author, Liz Palaika, and this week's co-hosts, Kate Abbott and Petra Burke. Hi, welcome to It's a Doggy Dog World. I'm your host, Liz Palaika, and with me today, as always, are my good friends, Petra Burke. Hello. And Kate Abbott. Howdy. <laughs> and today we're talking about, it's often called the human-animal bond, but we're going to make it a little more specific, the human-dog bond. Why is it that we bond with dogs? Why do dogs bond with us so well? And what on earth is that bond thing that everybody yeah. talks about? So we're going to delve into this a little bit, why it's important to us, what it does, how it helps us, and then how to, to make that bond and, and how to maintain it. And worse yet, how to ruin it, because that happens too. So hold on to a word from our sponsors and we'll be right back. Sit. Stay. It's a doggy dog world. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. Pawfume Dog Grooming and Finishing Spray is proud to be a new sponsor of Pet Life Radio. Pawfume Super Long Lasting Sprays are available in four unique fragrances. Each Pawfume spray is fortified with the finest conditioners and detanglers to make combing out your dog more fun. Pawfume retails for only $2 per 6-ounce bottle. Pawfume is available nationwide at all Dollar General and Family Dollar stores. Why pay more to have your dog smell great? Pawfume, P-A-W-F-U-M-E. It's time for school for you and your friends, your furry best friends. Train your dog the fun and easy way with Teacher's Pet Sessions. Teacher's Pet host, Pia Silvani, teaches you step-by-step how to train your dog the fun and easy way. You get eight 30-minute live audio training sessions, complete transcripts of each session, plus a basic training manual to get you and your dog off to a great start. Training begins the moment you bring your dog home. Teacher's Pet Sessions offers positive reinforcement training to shape your dog's behavior and encourages upbeat, enthusiastic responses to ensure that your dog will enjoy learning. Teacher's Pet Sessions dog training is fun at both ends of the leash. So listen, learn, and laugh with your dog with Teacher's Pet Sessions. Get your copy of Teacher's Pet Sessions Volume 1 today. To order, go to TeachersPetSessions.com. Hi, this is Pia Salvani, your host. Bring your dog, tug toy, and treats, and get ready to have some fun. TeachersPetSessions.com. Coast to coast and around the world, it's all behave with Arden Moore. Find out why cats and dogs do the things they do, and get the latest buzz from wagging tongues and tails in Rin Tin Tinseltown. 
From famous pet experts and best-selling authors to television and movie stars, you'll get great tail-wagging pet tips and have a fur-flying fun time. All behave with America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore, every week on demand. This is the place for a special paparazzi treat, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. We know you're begging for more. So back to It's a Doggy Dog World with your fetching hosts, Liz Palaika and this week's co-hosts, Kate Abbott and Petra Burke. Welcome back to It's a Doggy Dog World. I'm your host, Liz Palaika. My good friends Petra and Kate are with me today. And today we're talking about the human-dog bond. Now, in layman's terms, not behavioral terms, I would call the bond that relationship that dog owners have with their dog. I like to say, and I, I think I've said it in some books and articles before, that the bond is you look at your dog and you look in his eyes and you smile. And I think that that's when you've got a bond with your well, dog. And, and it's not, you look in their eyes, but when they look back at you, yes, trusting you, loving you, you know, you can look at some dog's eyes and they cry. Go, you know, I'll tell you where to go there, lady. <laughs> <laughs> but you can see it in their eyes when you've got that bond. Right. And that's right. rewarding. Right. And that's what makes you smile. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. When my husband and I adopted our youngest dog, Archer, he was five months old, which is a little bit older than we usually get our dogs, but we've gotten a couple dogs at four months before. But the difference with Archer is he had already been in three different homes. He had been kept to be a show dog, so he'd been in the breeders. Then he went to the person that does the handling for the owner of the stud dog, and then he went to the owner of the stud dog. And then at that point, they decided he wasn't going to be show dog quality. Nothing that matters to Paul and I. We spay and neuter all our dogs anyway, so it didn't matter. And I think Archer had already figured out, even as a puppy, that well, let's not get attached because I'm not going to stick around anywhere too long. And he was a happy boy. He was a good puppy. He was a happy puppy. He wasn't suffering, but he was slow, slower to bond with Paul and I than our previous dogs have been. And I think it was because he was like, yeah, well, okay, I'll have fun here, but I'm not going to get attached because I'm not going to stay. Yeah, yeah. It took a few mm-hmm. months. And I'll tell you what, we knew when it happened. When he went, boing, I'm going to stay here. And these people like me. And I like these people. And we do fun stuff. And all of a sudden, I had another shadow. Yeah. Oh, definitely. <laughs> I had another dog following me to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and when we were out in the training yard working with the dog, I had another dog looking around going, where are you? What are you doing? What can I do? Can I be there with you? What can I do for you? And I realized at that point that he had finally decided to bond with us. Yeah. And so it's kind of a, a magical moment. That's, yeah. It's quite yeah. a connection. I mean, there's not many animals in this world that we do bond with like that. But we decided to do a podcast on it because Kate got a question from one of our training students. Yeah, she has a a dog, and she came up to me and asked if we could set up a private training session. I said, sure, what's going on? She said, I want to develop the bond with my dog that you have with your dog. 
And I, I said, well, okay. And we set up a time and I gave her my card and all that. And I walked away going, huh, how exactly do I break that down to teach someone else? And then the three of us were talking about it going, what do we do? We just yeah. do it automatically. Yeah. yeah, we do. And if you, and then all of a sudden you have to stop to think about it and compare what do we do different than common dog owner out there. We really actually it was kind of a difficult one because we had to stop and really think. We take our bonds for our dogs as that's the way it's supposed to be. Yeah, yeah. And so I was a little taken aback that she didn't already have that bond. And now how am I going to help her create it? But yet, you know what? Watching her with her dog in class, she doesn't. Okay. He doesn't really care. And remember the evening in class when we brought out the noisemakers? Instead of, when he was worried about a noisemaker, instead of going to her, he tried to go away from her. Uh, he didn't look upon her as refuge and security or a training opportunity. Yeah. He didn't look to her for those things. So I didn't catch it beforehand. But when she mentioned it, I went, oh, yeah, two classes ago when this happened, this was his reaction. And my reaction to her at that moment was, bring him in closer to you, jolly him through this strange noise, don't console him, don't, you know, don't let him give way to it, but bring him into you. And he had no desire to go to her. So there is a flaw in their relationship. Yeah, there's something. Whether there's a missing. lack of trust or the lack of the bond altogether, I'm not quite sure. But I think in defining it, the bond is... Well, in a strange way, it's almost like a best friend relationship between people or a spouse. Mm -hmm. That person you can trust, or that dog, or the owner you well, can you trust. Well, you and I have said that our past dogs that we've lost since have been our soulmates. Right, exactly. And that's how you and I describe our girls right. from, from years ago. Right. Uh, yeah, and how, how, how do you explain that? You know, it sounds weird if you try to explain it to a person who's not a dog person. They're like, oh, well, how many? It's an animal. How many know? times have you lost a, a treasured old dog and somebody goes, well, it's just a dog? Yeah. Why, why are you crying? Why do you have to take the day off? It's just a dog. Yeah. <laughs> I know. It's like, it's that dog that knows you better than anybody else knows you. Yeah. I mean, and you still can, loves you. And still loves you with no all your flaws. <laughs> You look like hell, and they still think it's the most beautiful thing in the world. Mom, you don't have a bra on. <laughs> yeah, like, so not going to hug you today. <laughs> TMI. <laughs> no, you know, when you're sick, they'll come and hug on you and love and, and nurse you, I guess. They will, sure. you know, take care of you. I don't know. I know my I've guys will do something. I've never once had a dog say, I don't want those germs. Keep them out of here. Exactly. <laughs> don't, don't sneeze on me or cough on me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so what is the purpose of the bond? Why did that caveman sitting around a campfire, why did he bond with that wolf pup? Why did this relationship... Well, you know, the standard, the standard things know, are... My thought is like, well, all my dogs have stuck around me, not the husbands. <laughs> yeah, because you are the better breadwinner. Oh, sorry. Um, well, I mean... You're loyal and love you no matter what. When animal behavior class is like, well, the animal, the wolf pups 
crept forward to pick up the scraps of food or in the bones and all of that and the cave people liked the the dogs coming around for the protection and early warning and help in hunting but that's so that's that that's awful simplistic yeah you know cats came around us when we stopped being hunters and we became gatherers and we developed agriculture cats came around because we stored the excess food and that attracted rats and mice and, and cats came around. I'm sure the cats also got scraps of food and so forth. And although we do bond with cats, it's not the same relationship that we have with dogs. No. And we bond with horses. Yeah. But it's still not the same relationship we have with dogs. And, yeah. and I know people love their cats and people love their horses. You have both of those. Yeah. I've got cats. Kate has yeah. a cat. But it's still not the same as the bond we have with dogs. No, no. So there's something special there, whether it be in the domestication of the dog or the fact we've used the dog for so many jobs and occupations throughout the thousands of years that he's been with us. Uh, okay, I, I'm just having a, a moment here, and I have... Uh-oh, oh, here we go! <laughs> <laughs> and I forgot the details, I'm sorry, but the study where they found that dogs use their eyes to make contact with other creatures, whether another dog or a person, okay, in like, the same way that humans do. Like border collies with sheep? No, 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 no. Oh. Okay, in this experiment, um, owner and dog walk into a room, and the um, experiment, the, the person running the experiment has placed a treat under three shells, under okay. one of these three shells. And the owner is telling the dog, go find it, and the dog's going, where? The dog would look at the person who placed the treat, and if that person then significantly looked at where the treat was, oh, I the dog's that. eyes would follow right, and say, aha, the treat is there. Right. And it, it part of that has to do with the amount of white showing around your cornea and all the above, so you can huh. see that it, chimps can't do that. They don't do that. They don't watch the eye movement. They don't put two and two together that the eyes are looking at this specific thing. And the way their eyes are constructed, they don't have the white to show as clearly what they are looking at anyway. Right. So it's obviously not been a big communication skill for them. Okay. So that's, and I'm thinking pretty much the same. It's that look over there sort of thing. And you can both look at this. Yeah, how do I... I'm just wondering if that has a big thing to do with the bond of looking. We say the eyes are the souls, gateway to the the, souls. The windows to the souls, yeah. Mm -hmm. We use our eyes similarly. Maybe perhaps that reflects how we think about things. Sure. And we can communicate with our eyes, with dogs, that we cannot do in the same way with cats or Well, you're lucky with most cats if they make eye contact for anything other than the fancy feast they want in the evening. Right. And in, yeah. for most of the time when I meet a new cat or a mm-hmm. cat that's strange to me, I'm doing a lot of blinking. Sure. So as to invite them in. And horse owners have to be very careful the same way, or horse trainers, because yeah. horses are flight animals, and a stare is associated with a predator. And so you have to be very careful when handling and caring for and training a horse that you're not giving that hard predator stare. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, that's... And you don't want to do that with a strange dog. No. But when you do have that bond, that is one of the joys. Of making eye contact with your dog. You know, and that makes sense. I think, well, I guess that's how 
we read them in class too. We watch we could their usually, eyes. Yeah, we could usually tell our helpers don't go up to that dog over there, and they'll go, "Well, why?" And he just has the look. You can't uh-huh. really explain, but it's like just don't. Yeah, you know, or that one over there. No, it's okay. He may look awful. Like the pit bulls. A lot of our sisters are like, oh, I don't know. It's a pit bull. And I'm like, and we you know go, what? He's That's a sweet one. Watch the chihuahua or something. You know? sure. And we use phrases assume. like hard eye. But, yeah, yeah. Or soft it's eye. So or, or won't make eye contact. Or, yeah. or tries to make eye contact. The dog who comes up to you and sits in front of you and stares at you. He's trying to communicate with you. And the, Yeah, Liz had a dog that tried to communicate with her and just realized that Liz was just stupid. <laughs> that was Ursa. Ursa? Liz thought, uh, Ursa thought Liz was just dumb. One of my Aussies years ago, <laughs> one of the best therapy dogs I ever had. In fact, I was just showing off some pictures of her. She thought I was the dumbest person on the face of the planet. And I'd sit there and watch her look at Liz and start laughing. And she's and that, it was, she was so, telling Liz, you not understanding And it me? was so bad that even <laughs> when she was my demo dog in classes, in front of a class... <laughs> There were times she would sit and stare at me, and I, I know what she was trying to do. She was trying to visualize something to me, but I wasn't getting it. We, I was well-bonded to her. I loved that dog. She thought I was stupid, but she still loved me with all my flaws. But she could not, she would try to communicate with me. She'd sit in front of me, stare at me eye to eye. Bore holes in your Bore ears. holes into my skull. And I'd go, I'm sorry, I don't get it. And she would literally go, <gasps> and walk away. <laughs> people in funny. People in class, well, even now, she's been gone for years, probably 12, 12 14 right. years. Yeah. People are coming back to our classes with their second or third dog, and they'd go, we came to class when Ursa was your dog. <laughs> <laughs> And I remember those days. I remember she just kind of glanced at me like she didn't get it. And I'm like, I'm sorry, Ursa. Your mom's dumb. <laughs> so they do. They communicate with their eyes like people do. Yeah. Well, the other day I threw uh, Walter's ball in the house and it ended up someplace where he couldn't get it. I mean, he came and stood and stared at me when I went, what? He flicked his eyes to where his ball was back to me. Ball back to me. Yeah. Back. I mean, that's communication. Sure. Yeah, sure. All right, now let's take it a step further. What is the importance of this bond? What does it do for dogs? Hmm. Yeah, what do they get out of the whole thing except, you know, Entertainment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Watch what I could do to my owner. Yeah. <laughs> Food, shelter, playtime, security. Companionship. Companionship. I mean, dogs like it. I mean, like you, my dogs come on the couch, you know, and... Sure. The cuddle, to, you know, they love that. So when I first started thinking about how to help achieve a bond, my first thought was communication. But communication implies that both sides want to communicate. Right. Right. So perhaps there's another difference there, is that just like us, dogs do want to interact. This particular dog that brought up this whole subject, I think, and granted we've only seen him in class with his owner, but I think he's given up on her. His attitude in class, anyway, is he's not looking to her for anything. She's got the end of the leash. Personality clash? Yeah. That's a possibility. Yeah. I mean, we've seen it. Oh, yeah. We've seen it in classes. Some, and we've seen does. owners just are not clicking with their dog. The bond's not there. We've said that a yeah. few times. And most of the time, he does the commands. 
but not with that same joy that that bond brings. Well, it's like, okay, you've trained me to sit, I'll just sit. Yeah. But not because he wants to please If we her. look at the other dogs in class, and we've said how well this particular class is going, most of the dogs are happy. Yeah. The tail's wagging, the head's up, the tongue's hanging out. They're going, hey, this is fun. And we've been able to do some fun things with that class. But this particular team is dysfunctional. Well, and there's another team, a husband and wife with their dog, and usually the wife works the dog in class uh-huh. last last class she um she wants her husband to have the same bond with the dog so and he doesn't he doesn't yet but he he's is trying. trying yeah but there were a couple of times when the dog said you know what mom and i already have it and she she just left the she left and him and went to, to mom wife. yeah, yeah. <laughs> i sat in the corner no, trying funny. not to make eye contact right yeah coming back to that eye contact thing i'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna, yeah she is you know. she was sitting there just not looking at the dog she, she was yeah yeah but yep, the dog went yeah. over and sat and looked at her. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Come on. You and I already know how to do this. Let's do this. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. And the husband was looking more at the wife going, what am I supposed to do now? Instead of looking at the dog. Right. Mm-hmm. And interacting with the dog. He just let her go. I'm muddling through all this and getting some ideas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so going back to what the dog gets out of it. Security. Food. Companionship. A job shelter, to do. A job. Shelter. The dog basically gets a domesticated life. But, okay, Archer had all that in his previous homes. But he was But there was still a piece missing. Right. So it's that emotional connection. Yeah, yeah. And perhaps going with that emotional connection, that sense of security. Okay. That that goes with it. Yeah. But there's still, I I don't think we've reached it all. There's still a little tiny something else. Because, okay, so for example, Kona. Oh, yeah. Petra's Kona. Kona is Riker's half brother. Uh-huh. I love Kona. Yeah. He's a neat dog. He's a I, good I, boy. I mourned as much as you did when he lost his sight several years ago. And I've triumphed as much as you have mm-hmm. when he's been able to overcome that. And watching him run around out in the yard, out, the training yard, not able to see it. Blasted thing. thing. <laughs> and watching him run and fun. explore and have fun. Yeah. I triumph with you with that. But yet I'm not bonded to him. Yeah. So there's still an emotional connection. Yeah. I care about him. I enjoy his successes. I suffered when he was losing his sight. But there's something a little more that makes that bond. He's not my dog. Right. Right. And I'm well. Like, I'm just trying to picture that because with Kona and, and Kona and Keely are my babies. You know, and, and Keely originally wasn't. No. And that's and that's what yeah and that was true because I had Logan. And your mine. daughter had Keely. And, and you were both fighting with your dogs. And right. one day out here at the yard, I was listening to the both of you. You having trouble with Logan and Kayla having trouble with Keely. And I said, swap dogs. And all of a sudden it clicked. It clicked. Now, why? All right. Why? I mean, still and to this Walter, day, Lo- I like Logan. He's a good boy, but I'm not bonded to him. He's Kayla's dog. He's Kayla's dog. Mm-hmm. Walter was supposed to be Walter's Virginia's. Walter was supposed to be my roommate's dog. Yeah. yeah. I, I got him <laughs> And that, was, that did not click at all. She fought with him all through class. She tried to hang him with the leash and collar all through class. (laughs) Yeah, and their personalities did not mesh. Okay, so there's a little something we haven't narrowed down here yet. There's the security, the emotional attachment, all this stuff, but there's something we're lacking that goes, maybe there's not a word for it. We'll have to think on that. So, so listeners, send us your ideas. You think on it too. 
We've got to take a break for our sponsors. We'll be right back and we'll talk about what that bond means to us. We've talked about what it means to the dog, but what does it mean to us? So hold on and listen to our sponsors. We'll be right back. Sit. Stay. It's a doggy dog world. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. Give your dog some thought with Dog Thoughts. It's the iPhone application that everyone's talking about. Hey, what do you think of this? A man in Davis, California says he's invented an application for the iPhone that claims it can read your dog's mind. Huh? No, it's true. Now, I read about it on my cat's Twitter page. That's fine. Jay Leno talked about it, CBS reported on it, and now you can see what all the buzz is about. Created just for dog lovers, Dog Thoughts makes taking photos of your furry best friend more fun. Shake your dog and read his mind. On your iPhone, of course. Take a pic of your pup, shake your phone, and watch as his thoughts appear on the screen. Does he have a bone to pick with you, or is he having a tail-wagging day? Get your Dog Thoughts iPhone app today. Just 99 cents. Go to PetLifeRadioPromotions.com. That's PetLifeRadioPromotions.com. Greetings, human. What planet am I on? Welcome to Pet Planet. Here's a copy of Pet Planet Magazine, Florida's most informative and fun pet resource magazine. It features heartwarming stories and informative articles from local and national pet experts. Excellent. Pet Planet Magazine offers Operation Planet Rescue, helping rescued pets find new homes. And it's available at 500 locations in South and Central Florida and 24-7 on the Internet at PetPlanetMagazine.com. If you're out and about with your pet, you may be featured in Paparazzi, Candid Pictures of You and Your Pet. For up-to-date pet-friendly events, activities, and pet-related services and products, Pet Planet Magazine is your final destination. I shall take this magazine home with me. Back to your home planet? No, to my condo in Boca. Pet Planet Magazine. Check them out at www.petplanetmagazine.com or 352-394-8578. It's out of this world. Life Radio presents Paranormal Pets, where you can always expect the unexpected. Each week we'll discuss all aspects of weird or spiritual animal encounters, ghosts, totems, psychic animals, animal souls, animal angels, and animals in religion, with a little cryptozoology thrown in. Step into the supernatural world of pets with your Paranormal Pets ghostly host, Dusty Rainbolt, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets. Let's Talk Pets. On PetLife Radio. PetLife Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. We know you're begging for more. So back to It's a Doggy Dog World with your fetching hosts, Liz Palaika and this week's co-hosts, Kate Abbott and Petra Burke. Welcome back to It's a Doggy Dog World. I'm your host, Liz, and with me are Petra and Kate. And we're debating and mulling and examining and defining what that thing is 
the human-dog bond. And in the first half of the show, we were trying to figure out what it was. And I'm sure we're still missing a little piece it's of like the jigsaw puzzle. the ingredient of this recipe is missing. <laughs> magic. As far as uh, magic. magic. There it goes. Magic. There it goes. The maybe, magic. Maybe. The magic bond. Yeah. Will the you? magic. Excepting for those of us who have been married three times. There are some people <laughs> you just get that extra click with. Yeah. yeah. There are a lot of people you'd like. There's some people who just get that extra click Extra with. little click. And yeah. we've all talked about it. And, sure. And, yeah, and I think we've even referenced well, it that way. You know, that dog owner, they're not clicking. Petra, you and I have been friends for how many years now? Long time. And through some good Long times time. and bad. Yep. You know, it's just, it's been yep. there. And I think yep. Kate's going to be with us for the next couple of decades. <laughs> Are you going to make me? <laughs> yeah. I said that hesitantly because she was not responding as I said it. She's probably like, do I really want Do to? I have to? Better promise or a threat. <laughs> but anyway, let's, let's talk about what the bond with a dog means to us. I yeah, why do we want a bond? And why do we want to bond with dogs? One thing that you guys have heard me say over and over and over with Archer is he makes me laugh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He makes me laugh. Riker's a loving, affectionate soul. Bashir's my newest soulmate. Yeah. Archer makes me laugh. And and yeah, I'm not three putting different that ways down. of bonding there. Oh, there's different ways yeah, to bond, are. certainly. Riker, well, and, and that's another aspect of bonding. When my husband lost his old dog, Dax, Riker tore our bond a little bit and went to my husband. He's still my dog, too, but he seemed to say, Paul needs me more right now. And if he had a choice between Paul and I at this point, he would go to Paul. If I'm at home and Paul leaves, he goes and sits at the door and waits. So he made that choice. The dog made the choice. Dad lost his dog. Dad needs me now. And so he transferred his allegiance to Paul. Which is another interesting aspect of, of the bond. Mm-hmm. Very true. And, and he was perfectly correct. Paul was grieving. He loved Dax. That was, that was his girl. And Riker is the kind of personality that sees a need and has a desire to fill it. Yes, very much so. So for him, that kind of bond meant, means a lot more to him. Yes, yes. To, to fulfill his own self-view if you could if I sure. used to bold with the dog is to and, and for those of yeah. you who haven't listened to past podcasts Riker is an awesome therapy dog that is his goal in life his goal in life is to love people and it's interesting because both Riker and Kona when we have them in class and we don't start class yet how many times have we turned around even Kona being blind they're will up find somebody that needs therapy. And they're snuggling with them in the class. Out of the whole, chair. all those people, they will go to that one <laughs> they, person. They, they have a magnet that senses an emotional need. Yeah. So, yeah, there are different ways of bonding. But, yeah, one of the things I enjoy <laughs> with my dogs is I enjoy having fun with them. I enjoy playing with them. And I love it when they make me laugh. So that's, that's a, and that's important in life. Play yeah. is important. Laughter oh, yeah. is important. Yeah. I don't know. I enjoy my guys. I guess I like the snuggling and the companionship. The companionship, and I talk to them. I think people in my neighborhood think I'm nuts, but I go out there and just just kind of on a conversation. And what do you think about this? And I mean, da, da, that's, da. that's the pat answer: unconditional love. We love yeah. our dogs because our animals sure. because they give us unconditional love. Yeah. But what does that really mean? 
Granted, they don't talk back to us, at least not in human terms. Well, I was going to say, some of them really do. (laughs) Maybe not in English. (laughs) I think perhaps more important than not talking back, because they do sometimes, is not telling others. They keep secrets. They keep secrets. Yeah. They also listen. And again, this this is one many people have brought up, but 9-11. I sat on my sofa watching TV like millions of other people did, and I cried... And I cried, and I got on the phone with you, Petra, and I got on the phone with my mother, and I got on the phone with my husband, and we were all going, how could this happen, and blah, 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 and cried. And my dogs would not leave my side. I think that's where they step into the physical, physical health, healing of the physical, mental, yeah, you know, which I think all of us who are dog people... Probably kind of take and take for granted. Even those that don't declare themselves as dog people, studies still show that petting a dog lowers your heart, your blood pressure, and your heart rate. Yeah, sure. Why? Yeah, as as I'm sitting here petting a dog. Yeah, is it an electromagnetic field? Exactly. Yeah, I was going to say, is it the aura? What is it? It's magic. What is it? It's magic. Back to magic. Back to magic. I like that answer. Yep, yep. Dogs are also good for their physical health. I know I have no desire whatsoever to go for a walk all by myself. Right. But I'll walk my dogs. Yep. And I'll get on the bicycle and I'll bicycle my dogs. And I'll come out here to the training yard and I'll walk laps around the yard so they can chase the rabbits. Yep. I went out last week on a private, and the woman is an elderly woman. She has diabetes, and she's got some uh, vision loss and some neuropathy in her hands and feet because of her diabetes. And she told me, quite frankly, that she adopted this five-year-old poodle because she was worried about her suicidal feelings. And she says, I may, I have laughed with this dog, I have yelled at this dog, I have loved this dog, she says, but I haven't felt suicidal like giving up since I got him. Well, you know, my dad passed away in December. My mom's dog is an old dog. I was a little concerned about her. Should she lose that old dog? And she's now got the puppy. And someday she bemoans the fact she got a puppy because the puppy is a lot of work. But you know what? She loves that puppy. That puppy is bonded to her. She's coming to class. She's going for walks every she's, afternoon. Yeah, that was, she's, that was a great thing for your mom. She's in love with that puppy. The yep. gentleman last year who came to class with an older dog he'd adopted, he says, I had to get one. My doctor wrote a prescription. My cardiac surgeon yes. wrote me a prescription that said, go adopt a dog. <laughs> yep. Wise yep. doctor. Yeah. 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 I yeah. think that's becoming more common. Yeah. Well, oh. and I think the big one, stress reliever. I mean, oh, these sure. days with the economy like it is, with people losing homes, without, it's, there's stress everywhere. Everybody's so stressed out. But you go home. Pet a dog. Yeah. You pet a dog, love on a dog, sit there, care, tell them about your day, and all of a sudden that all just kind of yeah. melts away. So, Kate, what are you going to tell this woman? All this talk about the bond. What are you going to tell her? It's magic. listen to our podcast (laughs) watch harry potter (laughs) it's magic and i i was thinking in my head about how to approach this and i think the first thing is to figure out communication and what's gone wrong in their communication and part of communicating is figuring out the needs of each side and then whether they're communicating their needs appropriately to each other and Mm -hmm. listening not only communicating it's not enough for her to talk to the dog. 
she has to listen to the dog back. Right. So that he feels heard. And if the dog has given up on her, how to turn him around. Yeah. And to find the keys that make him want to listen to her again and yes. want to talk back to her again. Yes. In a good way. In a good way. Right. Yes. Uh, right. <laughs> but to want to open up communication again. Mm-hmm. And it's not easy. I often tell people that adopting a dog is like taking a foreign exchange student into your home. You both want to communicate usually, but you speak different languages. And often so, different exactly. body languages. Yeah. Because many foreign spoken languages have different body languages. So it's it's teaching the dog your language, picking up on as much of theirs as you're capable of. And, and to me, that joy of communication is part of how I develop a bond. Because first I have to figure out what the dog wants and what I can give them and teach them what I want from them and why it would be good for them. I think Uh, the bond, developing the bond also takes time. You can't just do it five minutes a day. I am heartened by the fact that she she recognizes the bond isn't there and that she wants to do something about it. So she's already a step in the right direction. Already the first two steps to any problem. Yes, definitely. All right, well, we're running out of time. I hope this has at least stimulated some thought for you. Think about the bond that you have with your dog. Maybe perhaps you can make that bond a little stronger or have a little bit more fun with it. And if you have any thoughts about it or or anything that we've forgotten, drop us an email, liz at petliferadio.com, and uh, maybe we'll talk about this again. It's certainly a, a complex subject. So give your dogs a hug from us. (laughs) Your homework is, how have you developed your bond with your dog successfully? Let me know. I need that help. (laughs) That's it, folks. Love on your dog. (laughs) Bye-bye. Having a rough day? Longing for the dog days of summer? Think your fun furry friend lives a dog's life? Well, find out everything you're begging to know as Pet Life Radio presents It's a Doggy Dog World with pet expert and award-winning author Liz Palaika. Every dog has his day, and you'll find out how to make your dog's day fun and rewarding every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.